ready to take a ride. Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. If you listen, we can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening, you're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. Excited to be here with Dr. William Sneblin, our longtime yes. friend with One Accord Ministries, with oneaccord.org. And again, thank you for standing by. Um, would you like to open us in prayer, my friend? And the mic is yours. Well, yes. Thank you, Father. We really praise your name for Brother Shannon, and we thank you for this ministry. And pray your protection over this broadcast. We ask you to please let let your mighty angels be all around it and keep it from being interfered with either spiritually or technically. And we pray that it would reach thousands of people with your message of truth. And Father, we ask you that you would just anoint both of us with your Ruach HaKodesh, your Holy Spirit, and clothe us with your supernatural power and fill us with the armor of light so that we can speak the words you want us to speak, Father. And, and bring forth, uh, unfortunately, a lot of disturbing things that are going on in the world to warn your people and to encourage them. So, Father, we just pray that this time would be for you, that we would use it to glorify your name, even in the midst of all of these dark things and things that are going on in the world. That Yeshua is on the throne. We know that he is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And we thank you for that, Father. We praise your name, and we give you all the glory as we go forth into this broadcast. In the mighty name of Yeshua HaMashiach, Omein. I say Omein. My friend, uh, welcome back. And I've heard that pronounced Amen, Amen, and Omein. Which is it? (laughs) (laughs) Well, the problem with saying Amen is that that's the name of 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 an Egyptian god. Oh, really? Ooh, yeah. Okay. And you know, if you go back and you look at, uh, you know what Nikud are? No, sir. Okay. Well, in Hebrew, there are no vowels in Hebrew. Okay, which makes it a little confusing. And when they put together the the Masoretic text, which it was after the destruction of the temple, after the time of Yeshua. Uh, it was like going to be the definitive, you know, what we would call Old Testament. And in doing that, they added these little points that are called Nikud in Hebrew. And they are, you know, they'll put them either above or below a letter to indicate what the vowel that might be between these two, like a 
a hey and a you know dalad, uh, which would be an H sound and a D sound, what would be in between those that would be a vowel? Because otherwise, there are many words in Hebrew, like that comes to mind is the word chelev, which can mean milk, or it can mean fat. You know, and of course those are sort of similar because milk does have fatty material in it. But so anyway. Uh, what the story is, is that in, in the Masoretic text, which, of course, uses the word many times, the word omain, uh, the nikud indicates that it would be pronounced omain. And they're, they're a little, you know, within different, you know, you'll hear like, for example, some Jews say it, amin, and some Jews will say omain, and some, and of course, even, even in the Eastern Christian churches, they say amin. You know, it's only really in the Latin world, which basically, you know, the current evangelical slash fundamentalist slash charismatic churches all came out of Protestantism. It's only here that we say amen. And, of course, again, and I don't know who who decided that, because when I was growing up as a Catholic, it was amen. Right. And that's probably what you're familiar with, and that's a little better than saying Amen. But but there is actually an Egyptian god named Amen Ra. Oh, you right. may have heard of Ra, right. you know, R-A. And he's like the big dude. I mean, he's kind of like Zeus in the, in the Greek pantheon or Jupiter in the uh, Roman pantheon. So he's a very important deity. And I just think it's unfortunate that, you know, there's all these millions of devout Christians that say, you know, it'd be like saying in Jesus' name, Jupiter, you know. Right. <laughs> so the devil loves to pull these tricks. And I'm not saying that, you know, that if you do, if you say amen, that, you know, that God is going to hit it with a lightning bolt or something. But I just figure, let's go back to the basics. Let's go back, because we've, we've got to remember that there there was indeed you know, Christianity for 1,500 years before Martin Luther. So that's that's what I, you know, try to go by. So, yeah, that's the story on that. Good I, point. You know, that, that's an interesting question. Thank you. Yes, because, uh, again, I've heard it I've heard pronounced three ways, and, of course, we we, we grew up with amen. Uh, but um, yeah. uh, na- names are important. Uh, knowing the etymology of these and pronunciation is important. And uh, while we're on the subject, and I'm going to throw it over to you uh, to speak on whatever the Lord gave you tonight, is that I was shocked to find out, Brother Bill, when I came to Indonesia, that there is a growing Christian church here, uh, despite the fact this is the largest Muslim nation in the world by population. And they're all reading from a Bible called the Alkitab, it means the book, and uh, guess who they're praying to? Um, whereas in our King James Bible, you know, there's a name for God the Father. Uh, yes. Capital L O R D. I use Jehovah myself, or you know, there's Jehovah. Yeah. But none of that over here. What are they? Who are they praying to over here? You, you got any guess? I would bet it would be Allah. Yes, sir. You are absolutely correct. Now. Every Muslim, and I grew to Muslim, knows that Allah has no son. Oh, sure. Right? And, you know, Jack Chick, uh, many years ago, uh, did that little book on, um, you know, 
talking about the origin of the name Allah, and uh, you know they had mm-hmm. some quotes in there from Dr. Bob Morey's book. But Allah has no son. Allah is not the God of the Bible, Yahovah or Jehovah, or how, how are you going to pronounce it, um, whose son is Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. So what's happening right. here? It's bizarre. They're all praying well, to I'll Allah. Tell you, I, let me tell you a quick story that might illustrate this. <clears throat> when I was a Mormon, and of course Mormons use the King James Bible, yes, sir. and I, I heard this general authority, which is kind of like a medium-level boss, you know, in the Mormon church right underneath the 12 apostles. He, They come and speak at your local conferences you have. And anyway, he made a remark that they, they have, um, they have, uh, you know, Mormon churches in India. And he said he went there in the capacity, you know, as a general authority, one of the quorum of the 70, and he was, there's this hymn in the Mormon church called We Thank Thee, O God, for a Prophet. And he said he was surprised to sit down in the congregation when they were doing the opening hymns and they were singing We Thank Thee, O Allah, for a Prophet. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> and I don't know, and they didn't object to that, I mean, the Mormon authorities, because they said, well, that's the name they use for God in India. You know, for for the one God. I mean, obviously the Hindus have you know bazillions of gods, but you know, so I think that might be kind of the same thing because I know Indonesia is kind of close to India, um, and that it's sort of a subcontinent of India, and um, that might be it. But I I'd be very uncomfortable with that. So here's the deal. Because yeah, I talked to two pastors here about it. I said, what's going on? Every Muslim knows, and will tell you, and I agree, Allah has no son. Allah is one of the moon gods who symbols the crescent moon that was venerated by Muhammad. And uh, what's going on here? And they said, here's what happened. They said the Indonesian Bible Society was translating from uh, English into Bahasa Indonesia and they got to the question of how are they going to translate the name of God the Father? And there was a Muslim on the board which said, you know what, uh, Muslims all know God as Allah, so why don't we do that? Now, brother, they went with that. This was suggested by a Muslim. It's compromise. And I said to them, you can't pray as a Christian to Allah. That's not the God of the Bible. That is the proper name of the Muslim God, but that's not Jehovah in the word of God whose son is Jesus Christ. You might as well yes. be praying to Satan. What's the difference? Or Buddha or Ram or Hare Krishna. And uh, this guy said, I know it's, but it's just always been that way. And he said, well, you know, they're working on some new translation. Uh, now, others oh, will, will use uh, what's called, uh, there's another name for it. It's, uh, and just escape me, but it, it's uh, basically the same as uh, Elohim, or Adonai, it's called Tuhan. I'm sorry, Tuhan. That's like uh, Adonai, so they said Tuhan. The other Christian pastor, Brother Bill, I spoke to about it, uh, he said, well, maybe you need to have a debate with one of our professors. He didn't even uh, agree. Now, there is a Baptist minister who's been a missionary here for many years. He's back in the States right now. And I read a, uh, a report he did on it showing how it used to not be that way but the enemy came in and 
recapture the Bible here, replace the name of a God with a Muslim God, Allah. And uh, this man knows that's a problem, and he's trying to come out with a new version translated from the King James and uh, right. restore God's name in there. But he's only about halfway through. So um, it only gets more bizarre. Next door to me is a place called Malaysia. And about 10 years sure. back, there was a Christian who began to import the same Alkitab Bible with Allah as the name of God the Father in the Christian Bible. The Muslim clerics went into an uproar. They said, how dare you? You're trying to proselytize Muslims. And they sued this guy in court and got an injunction against him. It was a Christian now. Importing any more of these Bibles with Allah in the Christian Alkitab. It gets more bizarre. It should have ended right there. (laughs) Because they were right. They said, that's not your God, that's our God. The Christian appealed, got it overturned, and got his right restored to import these Bibles. And still today, the Muslims are very angry in um, in Malaysia and you know are still trying to stop this guy from doing what he's doing. Uh, to have Christians defend the name of the moon god? Every good Muslim knows. Allah has no son, and Muhammad is his prophet. Um, yes. But, you know, a lot of this is the ignorance that we have in the West, and I think you would agree with me. As good as the King James yeah. Bible is, capital L-O-R-D is not the name of God the Father. It's a placeholder that yes. uh, is interchangeable with Baal. Am I correct? Well, yeah, it can be. But here's the interesting thing. If you go back to the earliest you know, manuscript, like I think it's P27, it's called, it's a, it's a fragment of one of Paul's epistles. Yes, sir. Okay. And I can't recall which one, but in any event, in this fragment, there is the use of the name God or Lord. I forget which, but anyhow, because of their, whoever this was, that I, I mean, I don't think it's an original autograph that Paul wrote. But it's a very early copy. They, th- I think, they dated into the second second century. When they came to that name, they wrote because it's in Greek. They wrote Theta Upsilon, which is the first two letters of Theu, which is the Greek word for God, like we say theology. And they do that apparently all through that. This was the practice in the early church. They would have like. They would, instead of even saying the name Jesus or Yeshua or Jesus, which is the Greek, they would have X. It, would, it looks like an X. It's a he and a C instead. And they would know, okay, this is Jesus Christ. And, you know, things of that nature. So there is this idea of, of, of not overusing the name or whatever and I'm I'm with you. I think it is very bad to have a, a supposedly Christian Bible where where God is called Allah because you're totally right. God is our Elohim, our God is totally different from the God of Islam. And the only other thing I would say, and you touched upon it, is I mean, you know, Arabic is a Semitic language. And in in Hebrew, the word they would use for a for a generic god is El or Eloah. 
or for a goddess it would be a slightly different word and then of course the name Elohim is what we translate as God in in the King James and most other Bibles so you know there is a close resemblance between Eloah and Allah and it's not easy it's not hard to imagine how you know over the century because Islam is from the 6th century that it kind of slid over but you know I think Christians need to stand their ground on this sort of thing and not Absolutely. like you said it's compromise I mean you know because we got people saying well look we all worship the same God no we don't uh-huh. if the God you're worshiping does not have a son Yeshua HaMashiach or Jesus Christ English then we're not worshiping the same God and uh, let's be very oh, clear Allah is a proper name just like Yehovah would be a proper name but we're talking about two different gods one's a true living God and one is not now you know the King James got it right in about two or three places you'll see Jehovah uh, yes I prefer to use the Y but why they were not consistent and they went back to L-O-R-D I don't know but have you looked at the research uh, of they've got they found uh, and it was I think the Hemi Gordon's group and Michael Rood did some of it too and some others brought it mm-hmm. to light but uh, the Masoretic Hebrew text the Leningrad Codex and others they're finding thousands upon thousands of Hebrew scrolls where the name was not masked with you know um, Hashem or just the tetragrammaton alone you've got the spelling and the way to pronounce it and I'm like this is an amazing discovery now uh, the other issue I have is what are we going to do brother Bill where you've got almost every modern Bible now has been recaptured by the Catholic Church and they're using the Horton Westcott Greek or the uh, the Nestle and yes. they've done away with the Textus Receptus. They're using the Vaticanus, the Sinaiticus, the Alexandrian text, the minority text. Um, even the New King James, I think the yeah. most recent edition, is now going back to the Vaticanus Sinaiticus. Uh, have the Catholics and the Jesuits been successful in retaking the Bible that they lost control of? What do you think? Well, it, it kind of sounds like it. I mean, I know I get emails and whatnot, you know, messages almost every day that I'm in such and such a church, and it doesn't matter. It could be an evangelical church, uh, whatever. You know, they're saying, oh, they're using the NIV or the ESV. Or I can't even, I mean, these new Bibles are coming up like crabgrass. Right. I mean, when I really, you know, hit this hard, you know, back in the 90s, you know, I, I even my boss Ed Decker at the time. You know, when I was working at Saints Alive, he said, "You're being a little extreme here, brother Bill." I don't, uh, anyway, whatever. <laughs> uh, but you know, there were 400 English Bibles at that time, and that wow. was in the early 90s. So imagine how many there are now, and it's about money. I mean, you don't need you know 400 different ways to say John 3:16 in English. Right. You know, and. Plus, most of them, as you know, most of them have significant things taken out. Right. You know, like the, the Trinitarian passage, and I think it's John 5. You know, there are three that bear witness in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Spirit, and these three are one. That's gone. Or else it's footnoted that this isn't a reliable text that was added later by a scribe. You know, I, you got to love those footnotes. Oh, yes. And that's why you've really got to, even if you get a King James Bible, like, you know, a lot of time. I mean, even the good old Schofield, 
you know, there there are notes, and I, I kid people. I say, just remember the study notes in the Schofield Bible aren't inspired. That's right. <laughs> you know, they were written by Brother Schofield. So you know, even he does some Bible correcting, and that's I don't know when that that's over a hundred years old that Bible. Yeah. So you know, and and I know my wife. I can't think of the name of it, but I, I got her this wonderful Bible. Um, and uh, it's got you know Strong's numbers over everything and a full concordance in the back, and it's it's a beautiful Bible. But every now and then, the um, the footnotes will be a problem. And she's smart enough to know that, you know. But if a typical Christian who hasn't done all the studying that that our family has done, you know, they're going to be pulled into that. So, and I think you're right. I think if you go into ninety percent of the churches today. You know, charismatic or fundamental. I mean, except for like these independent Baptist guys, and even there, there's problems. I mean, I know when I was, I was attending a really solid King James Baptist church, and until it got torn apart because the pastor got caught in adultery back in the '90s. You know, Bob Jones University was compromising, and it was becoming kind of a scandal. So you know. The devil's everywhere, and he's going to get his his fangs into whatever he can get his fangs into, and that's why, you know, like Peter says, we need to be sober and watchful because the adversary, our adversary, the devil, goes around seeking whom he may devour, and him resist steadfast in the faith. So we aren't doing enough resisting. The church has kind of rolled over on its back and let the devil attacked the belly you know and and of course the king james bible i mean i just you may have heard i just we're just about to release this new dvd tell me about it what are you doing pedophilia uh it's called pedophilia satanic ritual the royal secret oh wow and it's a scorcher i mean we're we're hoping to get the master in our hands today and we're going to run a bunch of copies and get them out. So hopefully, you know, God willing, within a week it'll be in our warehouse ready to ship. But in there, I talk about how, you know, other than Freemasonry, one of the first daggers that was plunged into the heart of the church 120 some years ago was the the gradual dismissal of using the King James Bible and the introduction of the RSV and the ASV and, yes. and so on. And and that's when it's kind of like, you know, if you get a slow leak in your tire, you know, and it gradually goes, you know, that's what's happened to the church. Because if you're not reading from the King James Bible, if you're not preaching from the King James Bible, you know, I'm sure you've heard me tell this story, but I had a... Um, Early on, I had one of my mentors at Saints Alive say, oh, you need to use the ASV because it's more accurate, you know. And then Dr. Walter Martin said that on the air because I used to faithfully listen to his, you know, program. And anyway, so I went out and I bought an ASV, and I was sitting there for the first time doing a deliverance. And from the very beginning, I always used to, I had a, um, what was, oh, was it my first, that wasn't a Mormon Bible, it was a Thompson Chain reference Bible, King James. You know? Right. Yes, sir. And I'd always open it on my desk as I was starting to minister to someone who had demons. And this time I opened up the uh, the ASV, and the demons started to snicker at me. 
from inside the person, like <laughs> his creepy kind of Joker-like laugh, wow. you know, that I can't even duplicate. And so I thought, well, this ain't going to work. So I put that in the drawer and reached out and got my King James and opened it. And you could literally, in the eyes of the human being, you could see terror in the demon's eyes inside of her eyes. I'll never forget that moment. And because, I mean, I like most of these deliverance ministries, I know you're the exception, they don't use the King James Bible anymore. Right. And every church I've been into in preaching, I, I don't do much of that anymore, But because frankly, I don't get invited. <laughs> they don't like me anymore. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, hallelujah. You know, there'd be NIV pew Bibles in every pew. And and I know now there's dozens of Bibles out there that are worse than the NIV. So anyhow, I mean, I didn't know we were going to get into this, but it's really an important topic. But let me let me just tell you a little about the DVD. We're because I want to segue from the DVD into something very disturbing that Christians need to know about. Uh, in this DVD, and I don't want to. Obviously, it's a two-hour DVD, so I can't get into all of it. The the main thesis, and I think I've discussed some of this in you know some of your programs in the past, but is that between the entrance of Freemasonry into the church and what I already mentioned, the fact that they started discarding the King James Bible, because you know you know who Helena Blavatsky was, right? Sure. The yeah, medium yeah, involved the, with she's Hitler. kind of like the grand matron of the uh, whole New Age movement. Right. And she was the founder of the Theosophical Society. And she was telling her people that the King James Bible was from the devil. Oh, wow. Literally. And, and she, when she, she was still alive when they were putting the finishing touches. And she was friends with Westcott and Hort. Uh -oh. And when they were about ready to, to go to press with the, with the revised version, you know, which is their <clears throat> masterpiece, she was rejoicing and she was telling all of her little chilas, you know, her little disciples to, oh, you must go out and buy this. this is a much better Bible than throw your King James Bible away. And, you know, this woman was so full of demons. I mean, if you see a picture of her, she looks every bit as creepy, her eyes, you know, as you see in pictures of Aleister Crowley or Anton LaVey, or other notable <clears throat> dignitaries of the infernal kingdom. So, you know, it just shows you how much the devil fears this book. And and the fact that it is based on, I mean, you, you mentioned the Textus Receptus, and that's true, but that in, base, that in turn is based on what is called the majority text, yes. the, uh, the uh, Byzantine text, which has, I think, 5,400 documents supporting it, where there's only, I think, three that support these modern versions. And you mentioned two of them, you know, the, the Vaticanus and the Sinaiticus. So, and then there's the Alexandrinus. And it's a, it's a tragedy, but, but because, again, this is on the pastors and, to a lesser extent, on the Bible colleges. They've allowed this to creep in you know, like our, our beloved Pope Paul VI said, the smoke of Satan is entering the church. <laughs> he should know. But <laughs> anyway, it's it's just a tragedy. And so I in the DVD, I mentioned that and the rise of Freemasonry within the church and within the Protestant churches in the early part of the 20th century. Then that in turn blends with the the 
birth of the Crowley cult, which started in 1904. Aleister Crowley, who I'm sure many of your listeners are familiar with, but he, he claimed to be the great beast and he founded a new religion, you know, which he called Thelema, which is the Greek word for will. And he believed very briefly that there were these three aeons, the aeon of Isis, which is like the ancient goddess worship that was up until the time of Moses. Then there was the Aeon of Osiris, which was the time from the time of Moses, and then of course Christ, whom he believed was a slain and risen god of the of Egypt, Osiris. And then Crowley taught that in nineteen oh four the Aeon rolled over again and was replaced with the Aeon of the crowned and conquering child. Horus, or Heru Parkrat. And this is, he called this the, the, the cult of the fascinating child. Those are his words. And I don't want to go into all the details, because there's not time, but that is a major factor, because he joined the Masonic Lodge. Crowley did. And he, like, infected, Masonry was already pretty bad, after Albert Pike messed with it. But when Crowley got involved, it was almost like, you know, masonry, if you'll pardon the metaphor, had sex with a prostitute, that prostitute being Crowley. And it was infected with the virus of this impulse toward child abuse, pedophilia, and the belief that you can, and I, I think I've talked about this on your program, but the belief that if you have sex with little children and or have drink their blood and or eat them. I mean, yeah, forbid, but, you know, that's what these people believe. They can live forever. And that's the second component. And the third component of what's happened to our nation is the, the um, social engineering. This is more of a secular thing, but as a strong spiritual component that started with the Tavistock Institute in England and brought in the idea of, of changing the culture. If you can corrupt the culture, they actually had a term, Shannon. They talked about aesthetic warfare. Really? Like, you know, aesthetic, aesthetic means the, the philosophy of beauty. And, you know, a hundred years ago, Everybody kind of understood what beauty was. You know, if you if you saw a, like, you know, you look at a beautiful cathedral or you look at a, you know, you, we knew it was about proportion. It was about balance. It was about harmony. I mean, even the idea of the human face, what makes a man or a woman attractive. It's all about harmony and um, symmetry and things of that nature. Well, that they threw all that out the window. They wanted to, you know, they wanted to create a culture of ugliness, a culture of debaseness. Now, this is back in the 20s and the 30s, and it got into music. It got in, and I mean, now mind you, at this point, I'm talking about classical music. I mean, do you know the name Igor Stravinsky? I've heard the name, yes, sir. Yeah, he he was a celebrated Russian composer before the, um, you know, before the revolution there. And he, he started writing this just bizarre music, of which the most famous of his works is The Rite of Spring, Les Sacres du Pretemps. 
And in that, th- it was a ballet that was just totally bizarre. The music was bizarre, and, and the ballet involved nudity. And it, it just turned the art, the music and art world on its ear. And after that, even classical music, I mean, this is long before rock and roll came along, got weird. And er- it, if you debase the culture, you debase society. And if the church isn't there to fight back, as I have said a few times in my talks, the church should have a prophetic voice and it should stand athwart the flow of history and cry halt if, the, if history is going in the direction of being debased. And of course now, seven years later, this idea of, of social engineering, of cultural engineering has crept into every part of our culture. You know, media, the news media, movies, TV, music, it's all, it's all frankly gone to hell, if you'll pardon the expression. Yes. And then I explain how all this has come together and flowered into this epidemic in, the, in you know, the last 50 years or so of child abuse, of mind control, because Tavistock is the ones that started experimenting with mind control. If you like the, um, the uh, MK Ultra program or the Monarch program, that's where this all originated, the idea of, of turning people into mind control slaves. And then at the end of it, of the video, I talk about spiritual solutions. So. Oh, my goodness. That's going to be a great DVD. I think it is, obviously. (laughs) You know, with all humility. Uh, And I really encourage people to get it. Because, you know, especially if you have children. Because these people, whether they're little children, such as you have. Yes, sir. Or whether they're adolescents, you know. They're being targeted, and I don't know how bad it is. I know know you're in Indonesia or wherever, but, you know, it can be really dangerous for your kids. You know, I, I, children now, I'd go and live on a mountaintop somewhere in a log cabin and, you know, not let them get anywhere, a television or internet. (laughs) Absolutely. Anyhow. No, you're, uh, you're telling the truth here. Uh, I shudder Mm -hmm. to think what I what options I would have other than homeschool right now if we were back in America. Um, and if, as you go west towards California, it only gets worse, as you know. They're pulling kids out of classes that even give a hint that uh, they may want uh, to change their sex, giving them sex changes, castrating mm-hmm. them. Um, yes. This is wicked what Terrible. is going on. You know, brother, you and I well, you know, we to used- con- Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, you and well, I we didn't. used to have a joke, you know, before, and this was like a couple of decades ago. It was like somebody picked up the east coast of the American continent and shook it, and all the loose nuts rolled to California. Boy, isn't that? The and truth? it's it's even worse now, you know. But oh, it's it's anyhow. horrific because uh, you know even when I left uh, to come to Bali seven years ago, you know there was no uh, unisex bathrooms. Uh, we were not seeing the stuff that we're seeing today no. uh, become ubiquitous and sexual confusion being the order of the day. Um, I like what you said uh, because this really is um, contrived chaos. This is social engineering. This is their plan. And I know we hear about Klaus Schwab that says, you know, you own nothing and be happy. And we know a lot of people are fixating on is a dollar going away? Are we going to have these CBDCs? But 
this is, I think, paramount. Uh, the it's social more dangerous because yes. our children are our future. Mm. And, you know, in the, in the video, and you've probably heard this quote, but Andrew Breitbart said, politics is downstream of culture. And by changing the culture, you know, back in the 60s, because I'm, I'm old enough to remember when all of a sudden all the standards went out the window in the 60s and we had drugs and we had the sexual revolution yes. and hippies and, you know, the Church of Satan started in 66 and it was just Katie bar the door, you know. And um, so it's really, you know, a crisis on every level. And you're right, all these physical things that I'm going to be talking about you know the thing I wanted to talk about originally and in the time we have left but you know everything is canted toward the idea of destroying culture destroying faith and destroying Christian principles I mean frankly Judeo-Christian principles because almost all the we share almost the same you know morals and ethics with with the Jewish people so it's a real problem and and it's impinging terribly into our politics, and that's what I want. I'm I want to let's see how Take much the, time do we have left um, here? You've oh, got we got much, about twenty five minutes. You've got at least. as much as you want. I'm on your time. You're the last show for oh, today. So well, okay. Take what you want. Anyhow, back in the 1990s, and the, if you want a title for this, it's high weirdness in Ukraine. H i g h weirdness in Ukraine. And anyhow, back in the 1990s, I preached a message that was called Our Side, Their Side, God's Side. And this was the text I used. It's from Joshua chapter 5. In verse 13, it says, As it came to pass, when Joshua was by Jericho, his eyes, he lifted up his eyes and looked. And behold, there stood a man over him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went up to him and said unto him, Art thou for us or for our adversaries? And I love this answer. Next verse. And he said, Nay, but as captain of the host of Yah am I now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and did worship. And he said unto him, What saith Adonai unto his servant? Now, he didn't answer him. He didn't say, Oh, I'm for you or I'm for your adversaries. He said, No, I'm on God's side. And I would put to you, and I'm sure most of your listeners would agree, that we want to be on God's side. And at the time, back in the 1990s, it was about that conflict. This was the Clinton administration uh, under the, in Bosnia and Herzegovina, which is a place that is just drenched in blood in history. And I was cautioning in the church I was preaching in about the dangers of, 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 first of all, of meddling in countries that are halfway around the world, but also of, of taking these ancient cultures, uh, you know, where there has been genocide, not just in World War II with the Nazis, but genocide against Christians, you know, whether by the, um, well, what's the word I want? Anyway, some kind of Islam, uh, it just escapes me. The you know the Turks and so on. You need to be careful because we don't understand these cultures, and I think we didn't. I don't believe we chose wisely in that case, and we've got to be humble enough 
to understand, especially as Christians, that we're not always on the side of the angels, and that might be the case. So now, okay, we've got this tragic battle between Russia and Ukraine, which has been going on, you know, far too long. I mean, hundreds of thousands of people have been displaced or killed. And like many Americans, I've been suspicious of our involvement in this struggle. Now, sure, Russia was gravely wrong in invading Ukraine. Putin is a thug and a murderer, for all that I know. And yet, there are increasingly strange things about the government of Ukraine that are disturbing both politically and spiritually. And I think there's a serious problem when you, as we have done as a nation, really without the consent of the people, you know, because I never voted for any of this money to go to Ukraine. But anyway, we have hitched our wagon to what I would describe as a spiritual political dumpster fire on wheels. And, you know, let me just go through a few things. And, and some of your listeners may know this, but, you know, everybody now knows about all these shady deals with the Biden crime family. And frankly, I think that's why all of this is happening. A major part of it is because they basically have, they know where the, uh, the Ukrainian government knows where the bodies are, so to speak, as far as all of this bribery and stuff with Biden and his son and his brother, you know, millions of dollars. And it's they can hold that over him. And so he's going to try and he's like praying blackmail money in billions of U.S. tax dollars to hold up this very corrupt government. I mean, by all reports, Ukraine is the most corrupt government in Europe. That's right. If not the world. Okay. There are many reports of bioweapons labs that were funded by the U.S. and Ukraine because they can't do this stuff in America legally. So they farm it out into black operations in other countries, which I really think is what this whole thing in Wuhan was with the COVID virus. Yes. I guess I can say that. But yes. anyway, uh, <laughs> so, you know, there's all kinds of problems there. And on top of that, Ukraine is the leader in Europe for trafficking in human organs, you know, like providing people with kidneys or livers or things of that nature not going through the normal, legitimate medical channels. And that's a huge billion-dollar industry. And there are also allegations, which I don't know if they're substantiated or not, that they also do human trafficking, that they're running children, you know, through uh, parts of Ukraine to be, you know, sold as sex slaves. Yes. So it, it's a mess. Then, you know, we say the the line that we hear from you know, the, the rhinos and the war hawks and the Democratic Party. It's so funny because the Democratic Party used to, oh, we're for peace. You know, get us out. You remember Vietnam. You know, get us out of Vietnam. All of this. Well, now all of a sudden they're all war hawks. And they're saying, oh, we're defending democracy in Ukraine. But Zelensky has suspended all elections indefinitely. And he's also persecuting viciously Christians. You mentioned that. He, is, he has been persecuting terribly the canonical Ukrainian Orthodox Church. He is arresting high-level uh, clergy. He's shutting down ancient monasteries. 
He's throwing, you know, people in prison. I mean, this is not something that we should in any way be supporting. And I think there are seriously spiritual consequences for these things, for America. Then there are, of course, factions of the Ukrainian fighting force. And again, this has been documented. They're Nazis. You know, they're either neo-Nazis or Nazis. I'm not sure there's a difference. And, you know, Zelensky himself, of course, he's a former comedian. He's a cross-dresser, and he's been filmed doing naked dancing for TV programs before he, of course, became the president of the country. And, you know, then, then we had this, I mean, to me, two things happened in the last week. It just kind of blew the doors off for me. And the, the Ruach, the Holy Spirit, said, you got to talk about this. His government, I don't know who, but someone in his government supported this, appointed this bizarre trans woman. She calls herself Sarah. It's a man, you know, with a bad-looking wig, who she was supposed to be a spokesman for the Ukrainian government. I say she advisedly. <clears throat> And she talked about, you know, it's just weird, strange conversations about how, you know, Vlad Putin was a vampire and, and that if anybody spoke out against the war, she said that, she, that they were going to assassinate any U.S. journalist that opposed the war. And finally, she was he, she, whatever, was fired after there was an uproar about it because it was just – it was ridiculous. It was like, you know, a bad Babylon Bee you know, video, uh, just perverse. You know, why would they choose a a trans woman, man, whatever, you know, to do that kind of thing? And then someone who says these bizarre things that are just right out of the box, you know, bat guano crazy. Then the final thing, and I don't know if you've heard about this, Shannon, or not, but the, they've appointed this Marina Abramovich to be an ambassador Oh, good grief. Of Ukraine. And you evidently know who she is. Oh, certainly. Spirit you know, yeah, I mean, she, she. I think she's Serbian. She's supposedly an artist, although you couldn't. And she, she, see, this is where this all comes around. You know, it's almost like she being appointed. She's back in the news because for a while she sort of faded away and all that because of the Pizzagate stuff and all of that. We did a video about her on YouTube, you know, four years ago or more because she was doing this supposed magic, this stuff to help the election that a Democrat would win. Well, anyway, and she's a good pal with Hillary Clinton and the Podestas right. and all of that. And and anyway, she um, she is the one that does this spirit cooking. She calls herself a spirit cooking priestess where she mixes, you know, blood and sperm and breast milk and I don't want to get too much into this but it's just totally bizarre stuff you know she and this one thing that she filmed she writes all this stuff about how you're supposed to cut open your middle finger and let eat, drink the blood and eat the pain brother bill and a lot of could we sorry, say that she is a female version of a crowley yeah She really is. I mean, you know, if he'd have have been alive in this day and age that we have these quote-unquote performance artists, yeah, she would have been a female version of Aleister Crowley. That's right. 
because he was very much into like kind of bizarre satanic theater and he would do things like you know make a point of saying i'm the great beast or whatever and and you know and he would get headlines in the news in the london newspapers saying that he was the wickedest man in the world and he ate it up i mean her most recent thing is she had this exhibit i think it was in new york i mean where else where in order to see her art, quote unquote, which is like throwing, you know, blood on a wall or something, you have to walk through this gate of nude people. And it's very tight. I mean, so you literally have to brush against naked bodies to get into the exhibit. And a lot of, if you if you understand Crowley's magic, you know, she she is doing that kind of magic. The idea of using you know, human fluids, which I've already mentioned, as like sacramental things that you eat or drink. And, of course, you know, this spirit cooking involves, you know, the, the famous stuff that you've probably seen where she made lifelike, you know, um, full-size, uh, what do you call them, like human naked bodies. And they were full of food. And all these big-time celebrities like Lady Gaga and... I can't think of the guy's name that that uh, was in Barbie, the the guy that played the kind of Donald Trump character in the Barbie movie. You know, some big Hollywood names. They're sitting there eating food out of this naked woman. Well, it's not really a real person, but it's a very highly realistic nude sculpture of, of women. You know, and you know that that's just very Crowleyan. And of course, you know. Then she, uh, there's of course the fam- the famous photo that we used as the you know the thumbnail for our video. She's standing there wearing a scarlet dress, and she's got this huge goat horn thing in her uh, hands, and behind her is scrawled in blood the same satanic pentagram that you will see on the cover of the Satanic Bible. You know, the Baphomet with the circle, and then the five Hebrew letters Leviathan. Wow, and you know, and then but now all this is coming out in the last few days again because of this appointment, because she's supposed to help the Ukrainian government work with America to rebuild and set up the schools in Ukraine. And I mean, can you imagine letting this woman anywhere near a school? No way. You know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't let her within a hundred yards of a child. This is satanic. And she's saying, "Oh, I'm not a Satanist. I'm just spiritual." And here she is posing with satanic regalia all around. And here's the thing. The spiritual implications, I think, for our country are very serious because U.S. tax dollars are funding all of this weirdness. You know, billions and billions of dollars. And we're now we're going to be paying U.S. tax dollars, undoubtedly, you'll be paying this Marina Abramovich woman to, to do whatever bizarre stuff she's going to do to the Ukrainian schools. And we're funding Satanists and perverts and Nazis. And all of this is a, a it's like a spiritual stinking albatross around the neck of America. As if America doesn't have enough spiritual problems. With all the stuff we're doing with the trans thing, with all the stuff we're doing with the... Well, you know, I'm not even going into it. I mean, there's just so much wrong with America right now. This, I, I just pray this isn't like the, the final straw that breaks the camel's back and the judgment of God just falls on America like a ton of 
you know, smoldering brimstone bricks. Because, you know, we need to, uh, what I would say, and, and I, I realize probably everybody that's listening to this broadcast totally agrees with what I'm saying. They think this is bad news. But the trouble is, there doesn't appear to be much of anything we can do about any of it. I mean, the Congress isn't really listening to us, except for a few people. The president is all for it, you know. I mean, I, I don't think he is the president, but anyway, it's it's just a catastrophe. And I think we need, you know, in this video, I talked about the idea of corporate repentance, That that we, as believers, we have the right to go before the throne of grace. And I think we can do what Daniel did, you know, and repent for the sins of the nation. And we can, like Moses did, because you know what happened with the golden calf. You know, he comes down off the mountain with the tablets of stone with the Ten Commandments on it. And he sees that the Israelites are whoring away and having an orgy and worshiping this golden calf. And, and... You know, he throws down the tablets, destroys it, and, you know, I think ended up, a lot of the people that were doing bad, they ended up getting killed by the Levites. But then he went back up on the mountain, and he just pled with the Almighty. And he said, you know, kill me before you kill this people. Take my name out of the book of life, out of your book of life, and spare this people. He repented for the nation. Now, I'm not saying we need to get quite that radical because we aren't Moses, <laughs> I mean, you know, but but we need to repent for the for the abominable things that our nation has become involved with, and you know, and I think we need to do some serious prayer here in America as we're coming into this crazy election season again, because. We are really in a spiritual battle here because the the Democrat Party is really the party of perverts and Satanists and weirdos and pedophiles. I mean, I'm not saying every Democrat is either any of those things. Most Democrats are decent people, but their party has been totally hijacked by these bizarre, perverted people that, that basically, you know, I, I love what that uh, Mark Levine said. He, he put on a new book. He said, the Democrat Party hates America. And I think he's absolutely right. You know, because from the very beginning, you know, back when the Democrat Party was started, they, have, they were behind, you know, they opposed getting rid of slavery. They you know, were the Ku Klux Klan were, of course, all Democrats. And, I mean, back then you know, when the Klan was started. And it was started, by the way, by two Freemasons, General Nathan Bedford Forrest and General Albert Pike. So the Klan was actually a Masonic organization. And that's why, partly why they kept black men out of the uh, Masonic Lodge until the mid-1980s. Think of that. But that's a side point. What I'm saying is that that all of these things that the Democrat Party has done, they were behind Jim Crow, they were behind trying to keep black people from voting. That was the whole point of the Klan. The Klan believed that, that the, the freed African-American slaves were these superstitious, 
you know, kind of what we used to see in the movies, in the early movies, you know, where you'd see black people portrayed as like with big, huge eyes trembling at the sight of a ghost. You, you've probably seen some of that. And, uh, you know, that's how they felt. And so they figured they could dress up like ghosts and also, of course, conceal their identity that they would scare the black people away from the voting booths and prevent them from uh, from owning property, from, from farming, you know, things like that. So it's a terrible thing, and the, the, um, the, um, the Democrat Party today still wants to keep black people on the plantation, so to speak. He said the plantation is now welfare. And, you know, we've had since, and it, you know, the whole thing, like, I mean, of course, FDR was a Democrat, and he started ruining the country. He's a 33rd-degree Mason, as was most of his, his uh, high-level staff. And, of course, Johnson was a Freemason, Lyndon Baines Johnson, and he's the one that started the Civil Rights Act, even though he hated blacks. I mean, all of his personal his people that were around him during his life said he used the N-word constantly. And he told at one point when they passed the Civil Rights Act in 64, he said, if we get this thing through, from now on we're going to have every N-word voting Democrat until the end of the world. That was the idea. And, of course, you know what happened, Shannon. I mean, the black families have been destroyed. Absolutely. For a large part. Because before, the funny thing is, before the Civil Rights Act, there were lower divorce rates among black families than there were among white families, although it was low for both back then. But blacks were actually more God-fearing people in, in the 50s and 40s than white people, probably partly because they weren't as well off. And as you know, if you get wealthy, you tend to forget about God. If you're, if you're affluent, you've got a, a big car in your garage and a swimming pool in your backyard, you start forgetting about the Lord of creation. So they ruined the black family with this Civil Rights Act. And they started paying women to be single mothers. And of course, we see the disaster. Now it's been two generations of young black men and women being raised without a father, large numbers of them. I think it's a 75% rate, the last I've heard. And all of this is because of democratic policies. So, Absolutely. Let me tack on uh, what I believe yeah. is the next evolution of this that we're seeing before our very eyes. The southern border. Oh. And I heard somebody say what's really taking place here is replacement. So all the people that said, well, the Democratic Party is going to take care of us, they're not going to take care of you. They're going to take care of 500,000 Venezuelans, or I think it's 750,000 now, that are going to be allowed to come in and get work permits. And that's just one class of migrants. And these are people I'm talking about that are coming in illegally every day. Now, there is some debate. Some say, well, the law says if you just say we're here for you know, uh, political asylum, then the law will allow you to come through. Uh, but those laws... Okay, and of course the people that are not coming in political asylum uh, they're all set up to do one thing and that is to replace Americans and turn our nation into a third world country we can't support this and 
the Democrat Party believes that they're going to be able to get this huge voter base that will allow them to maintain power perpetually. So uh, they don't care about African Americans. They don't care about any Americans. They care about they don't staying care about in Latinos office. either. No, and they don't care about the Mexicans either. No, absolutely, I agree with you. And uh, you can come right in, and they'll give you a court date. It says, uh, you know, we're so backlogged. Ten years from now, and uh, we'll give you a cell phone. We'll give you a debit card. Go wherever you want to go. We even give you a bus ticket to a city if you're choosing. But you got to report in ten years to court. I'm an American oh, citizen. Yeah. I can't get my wife uh, into the country through the front door without a nine-month process, and then it's not even guaranteed. If I want to take a visit, what's going on here? And uh, apart from my own personal situation, you know, uh, I'd be I could get in tomorrow if I want to come through and uh, say I'm a uh, Chinese immigrant, uh, you know, <laughs> fleeing persecution from the CCP call myself Shinshe uh, or something but the Democratic Party cares about nobody but themselves and literally they're replacing Americans uh, we're seeing the destruction at every level of America uh, we're live with uh, Dr. William Sneblin do you prefer the name William or Bill by the way Bill is everybody calls me Bill but what do you prefer <laughs> but my legal name is William what do but you Bill like? is great okay uh, brother Bill back to the subject here high weirdness in Ukraine uh, this Marina Abramovich yeah. being put in there. Listen, I have no doubt that these rumors of child trafficking and they're not only doing it for sex trade, but as you mentioned, for murder, to take their organs for the adrenochrome. Um, this is right in our face. And how are Americans so blind? Well, they're believing propaganda, which says, you know, uh, Ukraine can win. Listen, I don't even know who they're putting up there to fight the Russians because I heard that from good reports on Redacted, um, some of these McGregor and some of these other guys, just about all the um, the standing army has been demolished and they're going and grabbing uh, 16-year-olds. Let me tell you something. I'm in Bali. Yes. You know who's just showed up here in the last year? Mm-mm. 50,000 Russians and Ukrainians. I think there's probably 100,000 here. They're everywhere. Both, wow. from both sides. They fled they're the refugees. Country. They're refugees. And they're literally uh, just all over this island. I hear people every day speak in a language. I don't know if it's Russian or Ukrainian. It sounds similar to me, but they've all fled the country. It is, yeah. Because they're being grabbed up, even out of school, uh, pressed into service. What's that called when uh, you're forced into a forced draft? Um well, they call it a press gang back in England in the in the 1700s. But yeah, it's a draft. It's like, and and uh, these Russian young people aren't stupid. They don't want to go to Ukraine, uh, but you know it's a semi-totalitarian regime in Russia, and I I'm glad some of them are getting out with it with their hide intact because, you know, I mean I know the Russians have superior forces, and it, I think it's frankly somebody it's like they're trying to literally destroy america and or cause world war three it's insanity we're sitting here yeah. poking the bear in the eye and you know what uh i'm more with putin than anybody i think that uh you know we um we want to go to war uh whether it be the pentagon or whoever it is that's pulling the strings 
the shadow government Obama? I don't know. Um, and, you know, it's clear that Putin wanted to go to the, the table a long time back. He produced the documents. I'm not saying he's a good guy. But no. they seem to be everything that we used to be, and we're becoming what Russia used to be. It seems like we've been taken over. I even agree that probably America blew up the Nord Stream pipeline. This is high weirdness. We're blaming everything on the Russians. Look at everything that was blamed on them regarding Trump. Fabricated, you know, the Russian dossier. Bullcrap. There's no Russian involvement. Uh, Biden caught red-handed on camera saying, you fired this Ukrainian person today, or if I get on the plane, we're cutting off all your funding. Of course, they're covering the tracks. But, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, too, you know, um, when the World Trade Center 911 bombing happened, and I believe that was an inside job, that yeah. was one of the biggest paydays for the military contractors that we've ever seen for 20 years. They're still making money. And then you got COVID-19 scamdemic come along. I think that was a bell out of the, um, not only the hospitals that were in the red, they're back in the black. Pharma, billions, maybe trillions of dollars, who knows the real score. But who's getting bailed out with Ukraine? This endless supply of money. Somebody's getting a bell out over there. Uh, And certainly the Biden family. What do you think? I mean, like I think I said, I think, frankly, a lot of it is... We are paying hush money. The Biden family is paying hush money and or the CIA because I know the CIA was running black operations in Ukraine, you know, um, bioweapon labs and maybe worse. And they are basically, they're sending all this money or else somebody in Ukraine, Zelensky or whoever, is going to come up and say, hey, you know, we we bribed your president. We made a fool out of your country. Ha ha ha! No doubt about it. I heard as many as twenty-seven biolabs over there. Um, Ukraine yeah. has become the heart of darkness, and I feel sorry for those that are being conscripted. Was the word I'm looking for? I mean, grabbed literally out of uh, the university and said, uh, "You're going now." And then the soldier looked at another one and said, "You're next." I mean, they're just throwing them up as cannon fodder, uh, and I believe that we're. Who wants to? Who's who's? I mean, we're we're going to provoke World War Three. I would not be surprised we get nuked very soon at the rate of insanity that we're pushing this thing. We can't keep provoking Russia. Well, here here, let's not even worry about nukes for a moment. I mean, I've kind of looked into this, and because of what we've done to our military, even in terms of a conventional, you know, kinetic war. Yes. You've got the fact that that Russia has more than a has in the last year manufactured a hundred thousand large artillery shells, and unless you want to use nukes, that's how you win this war. Yes, and we we only have seventeen percent of that to give to you, or for our whole country. We only have like something like seventeen thousand artillery shells in the whole United States Armed Forces. Because we've we've gutted our armed forces, and of course now we're sending all of this materiel to Ukraine. You know we're giving them tanks. The last I heard, and you know, and we don't have hardly enough left to defend our own country if something happens. You know, yeah, forbid. And who's going to defend it? That half man, half woman up there. 
Yeah. Uh, had a dress, and he was standing next to his date for the evening, that androgynous thing. Caught on camera yeah. stealing uh, people's suitcases. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, the, the guy, the bald guy. <laughs> uh, that is, and then you got the, the what's-her-face, the, well, I guess she is really an admiral, but that Rachel, whatever her name that's is. The that's the one I'm talking about. Fat, over, fat, overweight, you know, person who's supposed to help us with our physical and mental health and she's obese and she's got a mental illness of not a demon well it's actually a man who, a woman. who says she it's a she it's yeah. a man uh i mean this is confusion and they're they're forcing it down our throat like you said uh this is this is deliberate i'm gonna make a prediction right here brother bill i believe we're gonna see a forced draft in america because i believe we will go to war and I think that uh, the Democratic Party is going to run Newsom from California, which is, I think, the female version of uh, Hillary. What do you think no. about Newsom? I believe I, he's being groomed right well, now. Well, of course, we don't know what's going to happen with Trump. True. I mean, if they end up throwing him in jail before the election, I mean, he could still win. I mean, it's not unprecedented. It is in America, but in other countries, there are several very popular leaders that were that were convicted of some crime and i think some italian Bolsonaro prime minister and, and he ruled even if he was in prison oh wow but you know <laughs> it this is just craziness and uh i don't know what i mean nobody likes kamala harris no way i mean i don't even think her husband likes her and i mean of course biden is just a sad pathetic joke and i don't i don't see how newsom because the whole he's ruined California. Of course, he's turned California from being the most beautiful state in America to basically being a well, I'm not going to say it, but it, it like a dumpster fire. Exactly. And um, I don't know. I mean, to me, I don't know how he could get elected, especially if he's running against Trump. Well, he's a reprobate, and uh, I still will hold my guns that the last election was stolen. Yes. Uh, how does Biden yes. get more well, votes than abomination? I mean, I live in a democratic city. I mean, Dubuque is like probably 80% Democrat. And back then and even now, I, I hardly saw any Biden signs or Biden hats or Biden T-shirts. I saw a lot of Trump stuff. But I'll tell you, I if if this city is any indication, I've seen this said by people in other communities. You know, there was no enthusiasm for Biden in 2020. Right. And I think the only reason he won is because of cheating. Absolutely, backdoor software to these electronic voting systems. You know, it used to be Diebold, yep. now it's another company, and uh, you can't tell me that uh, they don't have the ability to flip the switch. Not to mention, you know, all the. Uh, stuff we saw where uh, pizza boxes were being put up over windows to block people from looking and seeing what was going on on the ground and you know we'll take a break and you come back in the morning and this other candidates got the lead and they were losing the yeah. before I mean look uh, I, I believe that we've already been infiltrated by communists and they've got grip oh. of the government so when have we ever seen the communists let go of anything that once they get it they don't just walk away you're right and I think it's we're headed maybe to that Dmitry Dudeman collision. Uh, 
I, I'm not advocating rising up uh, in the arm of the flesh. We're outgunned, um, a thousand to one. Uh, but could could we see, begin? Are we well? Are we about at that door of prophecy, uh, or could this thing just drag on a long time? I know, though, if we ever see Israel give up their land for peace then the countdown's got to be on. What do you say about that? Have you heard recent days that oh, yeah. they've been trying to come to a deal and almost got it, but didn't happen? No. If we give up land for Israel, uh, the countdown's on, and uh, Israel has a right to all the land that God gave them. Oh, Not one inch left, less. Um I'm all over the uh, radar tonight, but I tell you, I'm just I'm frustrated. <laughs> I, I'm with you. Yeah, I know. I hear you, and uh, I I kind of got to get going here. But okay, this has um, been great, and I really I want to apologize to you and your listeners for my long absence. It was a very intense summer, and I know a lot of it was because we were really trying to put this DVD together, and there was so much opposition. You wouldn't believe it every step of the way because it's a you know it's a technical thing too it's not just me sitting there and preaching it's we got to put it together and there was just every step of the way we got roadblocked well let me tell you something but now as yeah, you're speaking ahead. tonight uh you're one of the most articulate and informed individuals i know on the whole spectrum here and uh you were at work on a project that needed to be done so no worries at all i'm glad to have you back on uh we don't want to lose you we want to uh, no. keep this thing going i love to have you on every month as you have time but yes i'm so excited about the dvd you got out now how can people uh, order a copy of this and then tell us about uh, with one accord ministries uh how can people support well, the work you're doing it's it's not going to be available yet we're going to probably make it live on our website in a in a few days but we don't want to have a situation where we've got a ton of back orders, you know, because we've got to make them and then we've got to, you know, send them to our shipping people okay. and they are not always the fastest people in the world. So be that as it may, but yeah, we'll have it on our website at withoneaccord.org. We'll have a special sale price on it for a while. And uh, we're also, yeah, willing for people like you that are overseas, we're going to put it on Vimeo. Oh, great. So it's, instead of, I mean, we've had people call us and say, well, I want to buy your DVD and I live in Australia and it costs more to ship it here than the DVD costs. Right. And we're aware of that. So we've got most of our DVDs are available on Vimeo. And this, any of them that, that I own the rights to, because a few of them the Prophecy Club owns, and you know how that goes. But uh, we will have this up on Vimeo too. Oh, I'm going to get so, my copy there. Hopefully, hopefully within the week. Okay. Uh, also, and, tell uh, people about your programs. Where do they go to tune into your broadcast? Well, okay, we've got our YouTube channel is just Dr. William Sneblin, and uh, we try to get out a video every week. We're also put. We're going to probably you know put more and more stuff on Rumble because we've gotten two. We got a warning on YouTube. Yes. And then we got a, a more gentle warning. We had an old video a couple of years ago about vaccines. It was before the COVID thing even happened. 
was called Medical Babylon, and they dinged us on that. Yep. And, uh, you know, so we're going to put that on Rumble. It was about the spirit of Pharmacaea. And, um, but, but uh, we're going to, and of course, our website is with oneaccord.org, and we have tons of free material, prayers for how to do deliverance, for spiritual warfare, uh, lots of teachings available for free as downloadable PDF files. And we've got all of our books and all of our, our DVDs there. You can, if you don't want to use Vimeo, you can buy them there. So, um, and we really, we also have our Living Waters Ministry, which we're supporting orphans in several countries and trying to do our part there in terms of the, you know, works of mercy. So that's another component of us. But mainly we're, we're doing the, um, the apologetics and the defense of the faith and teaching people about Bible and deliverance. So, Oh, this is fantastic. Um, two bonus questions. Any updates sure. on uh, Blood on the Door Post 2? Oh. Uh, you hear my laughter. I mean, it is. It's future. I mean, we've just. Nah, it's in the future. Right now, it's, you know, it's about one tenth done. Okay. I had set myself a goal to write a page a day. And right now, I'm so far behind, I'd probably have to take a year off to finish this thing. Well, let me say, uh, well done on this uh, newest DVD release. Folks, there's many others like that. Go to withoneaccord.org. Uh, here's my final bonus question. I'm hearing rumors of um, children kidnapped out of Maui during this fire. Uh, what do you think on that? Yeah, I wouldn't be a bit surprised. I I have every reason to believe that people like Oprah, who I know has kind of been getting a lot of negative press because of you know how much land she owns there and that stupid right. fundraising thing that she and The Rock did she's been implicated in child trafficking she you know i've been told by people i know that are on the inside that she is she replaced hillary clinton as the what well, kind of like the big female witch figure in the whole america so sure she needs children and oh of course goodness. i think that school that she was trying to run over in africa that was there was bad stuff going on there so she's not all twinkles and niceness. She's a, I think she's a very evil woman. And I, the last yes. I heard, there's like a thousand children missing. Yeah, I, I heard that same number. And of yeah. course, some of them mm. probably, unfortunately, were just burned to death in that horrible fire, which I think was caused by. We did a DV, a YouTube video about DW weapons and the fire of judgment. That was our last video that just just went viral we've already got like you know i think seven or i couldn't say we've got three or four thousand views in just a couple of days Amazing. but i think that's very a very suspicious situation and i honestly hadn't thought of the child trafficking part of it yeah the, nobody seems to know where there's where those children are and i know they have to dig through all of this horrible charred rubble of the, of the community uh I mean, it was just a tragedy on so many levels, and it's like the government was being deliberately incompetent to kill people. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And it's like they don't care about the American people. They just want power. They want land. And uh, I know big corporations are already trying to move in and buy properties that were destroyed in the fire. And I want to be... I hadn't thought of the child angle, but it could very well be that the... Um, that the uh, 
they're doing that that they're they've gotten hundreds of those children and are now suffering almost a fate worse than death god have mercy they're literally cannibalizing children adrenochrome organs yes sex trafficking all the above this is horrific uh, I want to thank you for coming on today. And, Brother Bill, would you like to close us in prayer? Sure. And, by the way, I'd like to try and get back next month. So we'll oh, try and find a time pick and a do that. Anytime but, you want. Yes. Okay, Father, thank you so much again for Shannon and his ministry. Please, Father, bless him and his family. And please bless me and my family and bless both of our ministries and protect all of us from any attacks or repercussions or counterattacks before, during, or after the release of this broadcast. And, Father, we also would pray that you would just let this be anointed and go forth and touch the hearts of people, and especially, Father, encourage them to, if they, if they feel like they're spiritually mature enough to do it, to do corporate repentance for the sins of our nation because they are exceeding great. And you know that better than anybody. I mean, it's the sins in this country are piling up higher and higher than a giant stinking tower of Babel. So please, Father, have mercy on us. Raise up prayer warriors. Raise up intercessors. Get people saved and set free from this bondage of darkness. And we just pray, we pray for America that you would have mercy on us. And we ask you to forgive this nation. And it's governors, it's, I mean, it's leading people for all of the sins they've been engaged in. Look with favor upon the remnant that's here, that is, that is trying their best to be good Christians and good citizens, Father. And bless them and their children and their families, Father, and keep them safe. Keep us safe, too, Father. We cry out to you. We know that without you we are nothing, but with you we are more than conquerors through Yeshua HaMashiach. Thank you, Father. In Yeshua's mighty name, Omain. Omain. My friend, we appreciate you. Thank you for coming on. Give our regards, Sister Mary, and we'll see you next time. Absolutely. Shalom. Shalom. Man, that was a great program today. Some great shows on this broadcast. If you're just joining us, we had Pat Roach, Evangelist E.R. Hotard, Terry Jefferson. We had Bill Snemlin, and we had John Gogan. And I even did uh, a chapter of Speak My Word. Um, I had to get the names together, but let me drop this on you. And I've seen this recently in the news. The rise of witchcraft in Hollywood. And the truth is, these people are just being exposed. They've probably been in it a long time. But uh, Vanessa Hudgens, anybody remember her? She was in that movie called Spring Breakers. She's a Disney girl. Vanessa Hudgens is a self-proclaimed witch. And she recently did a, um, a program on one of these networks where her and her girlfriend, they go through these spots looking for ghosts and um, they're admitted she's an admitted witch okay gazelle the model is isn't uh, is, is am I thinking is this uh, isn't this the girl who's married was married to Tom Brady and just divorced him let me double check that name right there wife of quarterback Tom Brady 
Uh, yeah, Gazelle Bunchen. She's a witch. Admitted witch. And he even says his wife was a witch. Well, she's dumped him. Uh, and then, more recently, Megan Fox. Megan Fox. She's in Expendables 4. Uh, she is a witch as well. And she's married, is it, to Machine Gun Kelly? Is that right? And they did, uh, they drank each other's blood. She's forcing her three children, or her boys, to dress like girls. Now, that's just three that I know of. I'm sure there's many more, and that we would not be surprised as their names came out. Um, witchcraft. It's alive and well in Hollywood. Uh, High Weirdness in Ukraine was the title of that program we just did with Bill Sneblin. Go to his website with oneaccord.org. He will be back in October. And I'm sure we're going to be exposing Halloween. Halloween. That's right. Glennis in the chat room said Beyonce, Jay-Z, of course. Yes. I think James Franco. He's got issues. He's a long-term friend with Marina Abramovic. And, you know, he was... uh, he was uh, called out on his abuse of women. Physical abuse or verbal abuse, something like that. Um, there we are. Well, I did read today that the uh, soldier that ran across the border of North Korea, been over there about two months, he's going to be ejected out of the country. I'm glad to hear that because uh, it could have went really bad for him. I would like to f- hear his story of what he saw over there in North Korea, just probably inside of a cell, but just saying. Uh, I've always been intrigued by North Korea. I'd like to see it for myself, but I don't think I'll be going over there anytime soon. My wife says, oh, no, don't don't go over there. You get, you never come back. No, I wouldn't go over there unless God said, but I, I'm just, you know, I'd like to see that in Cuba, just the curiosity in me would like to see it. Uh, see enough documentaries on it to know, though, it's a it's a dark place. They need Jesus over there. Well, okay. That's going to be it for tonight. Um, I got all the shows uploaded through last night with Hank Groover. We're not doing a night show tonight, but uh, we will be doing one Friday night. Now, tomorrow I'm going to have Gary Stafford, John Terrell, Joseph Chizinski. Friday, Dr. Hansen, Joey Ferrara, Lou Young, Demon Hotline, Victor Mravlag, Demon Hotline, Preaching and more. i got to get started on October. I have actually started already building the schedule. It's about a third done. Got to keep working on it. I've got a soul bait schedule for October 10th and more. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, do need your help. I'm asking everybody out there to take a show that you like and advertise it on your wherever you can, where you know some people that might see it. We need to get um, some advertising going for this program. It's too important for people not to be aware that it exists. And uh, not being high profile on YouTube, um, really this is word of mouth advertising that you're doing for me. If you can help us, everybody out there, tuning in live or later. If you're listening to these programs and you've listened to more than one and you're a regular listener, um, help us out. Put a show up there on your wall. 
our email and let somebody know so we can get some more listeners. Also, if God has put on your heart to support this ministry, you'd like to do that, go to OmegaManRadio.com. You can do it right there. We are listener supported. The enemy would like to destroy this program, and uh, we're we're going to fight back. Amen. We're not going to back down. Uh, the enemy knows that he'd have to kill me to get me to quit, and that's not happening unless God allowed it. So uh, we do need your prayers. Do need you to share programs with a friend, and if you like to support us, you can do so right there again at OmegaManRadio.com. And thank you in advance to those that will do that. Okay, let me pray. Father God, in Jesus' name, thank you for this opportunity. Once again, bless everyone that came out, all the speakers, all those who have supported this program. God, bless them mightily. Give them great fruit. Those that would like to, bless them, God, so they can. In Jesus Christ's mighty name, we pray. And ask God that you surround us all with your warrior angels for our protection, put a hedge of protection wall fire from Zechariah 2 and 5 also around us, we cover us all in the blood of Jesus, in Jesus name Amen Thank you friends, God bless you, I'm going to hit the sack I think